All right. So we have some funny stories for you all. At least we think they're funny. We think they're Hopefully funny. Hopefully you'll enjoy them too. Yes. Maybe it'll put a smile on your face. That's what we can hope for. <laughs> and so we have nine children and flying internationally with a large family certainly can have its challenges. Hey, everyone. Welcome to By Our Love Podcast. This is Charlton. And Natasha. We are a large Christian family living abroad in East Africa, and we would like to invite you along on our journey of faith, hope, and love. On this podcast, we're going to be discussing our Christian walk, kingdom convictions, discipleship, and church planting, as well as international adoption, the ins and outs of daily life as a family of 12, and inviting on special guests that motivate and inspire us. We hope to be a source of encouragement and challenge the status quo. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Buy Our Love podcast. It has been a while since Charlton and I have put out an episode. Just a minute or two. Not too long, you know. A very long minute, as in (laughs) months. And we are just so thankful to, to have this platform and the opportunity to connect with so many of you out there. You know, just living in East Africa, it's hard to to stay connected with people, with family and friends. And we are just so thankful to have this avenue to share stories and different things that are inspiring us and helping us along on our kingdom journey. And so thank you so much for listening. And if you are new, we really appreciate you taking the time out. Um to be with us today. And uh, God bless you. I hope that everybody out there is doing well. We have had a lot of um, really great emails coming in from folks across the world. And it's been so cool just connecting with different people who share a lot of our experience with just their faith and with adoption. And it's just been so incredible. So thank you, everybody, so much. Yeah, and it's Natasha and I were talking about, you know, it would have been great. We were thinking about so many wonderful episodes and interviews we could have done while we were stateside, but I think we were just so in the moment, uh, relationally, just connecting with people and enjoying that fellowship, and, and also just our our plate was a little bit full with uh, the fin- finalizing the adoption and everything else, so we do apologize for the long delay from our last episode to this one, but we're back and we want to make some new changes. We're looking at uh, kind of updating things. Uh, We, I think we have some really good topics lined up and hopefully if you have any suggestions, any ideas for subjects or things that you would like to hear, um, send us an email, send us a message. We would love to get your feedback and input and do our best to, uh, to get that content out there. So like Charlton just mentioned, we were stateside. We went in November and came back at the end of January. So we were there for for quite a few months. Um, the Lord provided a way for us to be able to go as a whole family, and we had an immigration appointment, and we were able to finalize our adoption. So that has been such a huge answer to prayer. Yes. Praise the Lord. Amen. It, hallelujah. It's, it is such an amazing thing. 
um, to have that behind us, really. Um, doesn't mean that there isn't a, a long road ahead of us as a family, as we continue to, to raise children, but this has been a, a monumentous thing. Uh, I mean, really for us, it, it feels like moving mountains, um, to finally get to this completion point. And I know there's a lot of other people, uh, and families out there that are, also going through adoption um, and have probably had even longer processes than than we have and and uh, we hope that this can serve as an encouragement to others to uh, to stay with it um, but yeah this has been a tremendous answer to prayer so thank you for many of you out there who have been uh, thinking about us and praying uh, for this uh, to come to completion and uh, we are just so uh, grateful for the, that support. And we will just probably go ahead and jump in and share about our trip and the details about the adoption. I know that there are quite a few people out there who listen, who have gone through adoption and international adoption. In fact, we recently received a really encouraging email from a family that have 12 children and they have adopted five as well. Um, they're five. They adopted from Ethiopia, which is like a hop, skip, and a jump from Uganda. Like it's very close. And we really hope that this platform can be used to help connect people and help to encourage people because a lot of times you face things when it comes to adoption that a lot of people don't understand. Different challenges come up and and hardships. And it's so nice to have people out there who have walked that path and can can just be there to give advice, to listen, um, to be a sounding board. And so if you are out there and you are adopting, please don't feel alone feel free to to reach out. We will do our best to, to just be an encouragement to you as well as kind of help connect people because we need each other. We really do. And um, so, yeah, let's get started. So one of the things that was continually going through my mind throughout this entire process uh, of adopting our, our children is in Philippians where where Paul is encouraging the church there and he says that you know he who has begun a good work in you is faithful to see it through to its completion uh, in the coming of our Lord until the day of our Lord Jesus Christ and uh, obviously I know that that there's a specific context there and and the way that I'm using it here is not not necessarily, fully in line with uh, the context of that statement. But I think that there's a, a general truth that can be extracted from that, that these these things that happen as we surrender our life to Christ and as we uh, walk in accordance with His will and as we begin to undertake sometimes very challenging, monumentous um, things, that uh, God is faithful to see those things through to their completion. And that doesn't necessarily always mean that it works out um, and with the answer that we are hoping or desiring for, um, but uh, it does mean that God is always faithful, um, continually faithful towards us, uh, towards his children as we obediently walk and, uh, and live out his commandments in this world. And so that has been just a source of encouragement for me 
personally, as we've gone through many of these ups and downs and valleys and peaks and, um, navigated some, some challenging waters with, uh, with legal entities in Uganda and, um, all of the, the process that's involved with international adoption, um, has just been, been reflecting back on that, that, you know, ultimately, you know, we, God has brought us to this point. He's brought, uh, he's had our lives and the lives of these children intersect and, um, and we have, have trusted him thus far and we need to continue to trust him even in the times that, uh, it may look bleak or uncertain. Um, but that's the time that he wants to continue to, to work in our lives. And ultimately, um, like I said, it just, you know, to be at this finish line point, um, at least in a legal standpoint, I mean, you know, ultimately what's happened in our hearts in our lives and in our family, um, by God's grace, he has truly, um, joined us and united us, uh, as a family and blended us so well. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Um, so all that has, you know, taken place and taken root in, in our hearts long, long before. Um, but at least from the legal standpoint to be able to, uh, to hit the finish line has been, uh, very awesome. And, you know, some of the things that we had to navigate as a family is, is thinking about, you know, our personal, um, our convictions based upon the teachings of Jesus, the Sermon on the Mount, the historical faith, um, as far as, you know, swearing of oaths and, um, what that meant for us, uh, as parents, but also even for our children as we, um, do the immigration process and being able to, uh, to get them their their U.S. citizenship, you know, we were kind of uncertain. Okay, well, what what kind of uh, allegiances do we need to take? You know, with the oath of allegiance and all of that. And so we had to we had to pray about that, seek counsel, and and try to understand that so that we could go into our immigration appointments informed and also um, be able to make sure that we don't feel like we are violating. Um, scripture, um, Jesus' commands, or our own conscience as we move forward with this. And thankfully, um, praise God for that, that, uh, you know, we, we didn't have to um, violate any of that. Maybe you could share what we believe about oaths and how this would apply to um, our children and immigration. So, yeah. So, basically, in Matthew 5, uh, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus talks about uh, not swearing oaths. He's, he says here in verse 33, again, you've heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform your oaths to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it's God's throne, nor by earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king, nor shall you swear by your head, because you cannot make one hair white or black, but let your yes be yes and your no, no, for whatever is more than these is from the evil one. And so we we take that very uh, plainly, very literally, and we try to put that into practice. And even in this uh, specific uh, instance or example, uh, we wanted to to make sure that we weren't in any way violating um, Jesus's commands here. And so, uh, thankfully, like I said, we were able to use modified language uh, in a way that uh, we felt would not violate anything that that Jesus is teaching us. Uh, and also, we were s- simply able to just let our yes be yes and our no be no without having to swear any oaths. So that was truly an answer to prayer and a blessing. So interestingly enough, our daughter Carol, being 16 at the time, she needed to 
swear an oath to America as well. But I think it was a really great teachable moment because of everything Charlton just said. We were able to affirm and she was able to affirm and have modified language as well. Um, so that was something quite the experience for her. And I would say all in all, though, um, the immigration process was very smooth due to COVID-19. As a family, we had to come to the States two weeks before our appointment to quarantine, and we had to be very careful um, obeying the, you know, the laws of the land as far as that is concerned. But our appointment was so smooth. We went in, and I'm sure things are very different now with all the different COVID regulations, but we were the only people in there at the time. And it was very quick. It was very efficient. I could not speak more highly of the process that we went through. Um, the people at immigration did a phenomenal job, very, very good at what they do. And it was really, it really was just the hand of God. It was amazing. And then um, when we were done with the paperwork, and them seeing the children and all of that. We had to go wait in the car while they printed off certificates. Then the children had to go back in. And then they came out with their little American flags waving and their um, U.S. citizenship paperwork. But they're officially, um, yeah, American citizens as well as Ugandan citizens. And so that is really cool that 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 process was do is done and it was so smooth. It was really great. All right. So we have some funny stories for you all. At least we think they're funny. We think they're Hopefully funny. Hopefully you'll enjoy them too. Yes. Maybe it'll put a smile on your face. That's what we can hope for. <laughs> and so we have nine children and flying internationally with a large family certainly can have its challenges. I will say our children did terrific. Phenomenal. Uh, I mean, it was... They did really That good. was another answer to prayer, both going and coming back. Um, that, yeah, the flights were amazing. The children did great. They did great. Um, also, the airline was great. Yeah, the airline we flew was great. On, we flew on uh, Qatar, had our stopover in Doha, which is a really neat airport. And yeah, no, definitely it was... It it could, uh, you know, there's always the potential. Large family, traveling international, long flights, layovers. There's no one the got motion sick. Boaz did on- A little bit. A little bit on the way back, but that's- But nothing traumatizing. Nothing, yeah. nothing traumatizing. Uh, yeah, boy. It was, guys, if you could be a fly on the wall, we had some very funny, very interesting moments. Yes, during the trip, there were some intense times as well, but for the most part, it was it was great. It really was. So one of the funny things that happened, actually, the day that we were going to our immigration appointment, which happened to be in New Hampshire, some children thought that it was New Hampster instead of New Hampshire, but we we stopped off to, uh, to get some coffee on the drive, um, and as we... You know, things that that we just, at least for myself, take for granted or don't even think about. Uh, we go through a drive through and we order a coffee and one of the children is just amazed. Daddy, how is that that box 
you just talked to that box, it talked back to you, and now it's going to give you coffee. And so just this, the whole concept of a drive-through and there being, you know, we had to explain that there's somebody with a headset and a speaker on the other side. And so you place your order and then they confirm it and then we'll drive up to a little window and then they give you um, the things that you've ordered. And that was just so cool to him. Uh, he thought that was the, the neatest thing ever. And so, yeah, it's just funny little things like that, that, you know, we, most of us probably don't even think about it. It's just normal to us. That was just totally uh, a complete new experience for them. Yeah. And even using debit cards everywhere here, we mainly use cash when we shop and we go to the market and we do all those things, but they're using the debit card. I had to explain to multiple children about the process of a debit card and how it works. Um, so that's also something that, I don't know, it's just kind of, it's kind of interesting um, having those conversations and shopping in general, going to thrift stores and wow, this is so nice. All the clothes are hung up on hangers and divided up by size. Here, when we go thrift store shopping, it's market shopping, and there's giant piles on the ground of clothes, and you're bending over and you're just pulling out clothes in the hot sun, and nothing is organized. So to go thrift store shopping, to go to the grocery store, I remember Carol just, there is so much food. It was crazy to them to see the selection and the organization at the grocery stores in the U.S. And I had a little culture shock myself, seeing the prices of vegetables and kale and all of the produce that we have, like, at our fingertips, that's so good, is so expensive in America, whereas here, it's not so expensive. And the bananas, the pineapples, everything tastes so much better here, just because it's grown here. And so there are a lot of those kind of things that they were noticing. One of the things that the children continually brought up was how smooth the roads were. Um, I can't even name how many times. I know when they even got back here to Uganda, they they let uh, a lot of the brothers and sisters here know the roads were so smooth. Um, you could just drive on them. You didn't have to go around holes and they weren't bumpy. And so <laughs> even uh, just something as simple as as the roads being smooth and having lines and cars staying on the proper side of the road was was so fascinating to them. So I thought that was a, a funny little uh, takeaway that they had there. And vacuum cleaners. Let's just talk about the vacuum cleaner vacuum for a cleaners. minute here. So our friends, we have some wonderful friends that let us stay with them for a while. And they're a big family. They are a large family with many children. And they graciously invited us into their home. And their older children gave up their rooms for us. They were just so hospitable. Um, It really, we had a great time with them. But while we were at their house, the children discovered their vacuum cleaner. And they were so excited to vacuum. They just thought it was the coolest thing. It was like a remote control that sucks up stuff. I mean, they actually argued. (laughs) I mean, not really. But they were just like really, really desiring to to use this. Like, I want to use the vacuum cleaner. No, it's my turn to use the vacuum cleaner. And I'm like, guys, if you keep this up, one day I will buy you your own vacuum cleaners. 
Like, this is great. Please carry on. So that was so fun, them just discovering and seeing a vacuum cleaner for the first time. So a completely new experience or another new experience for uh, not only our Ugandan children, but also for several of our biological children uh, was snow, the cold temperatures. I think some enjoyed it better than others, um, but that was definitely a completely new and fun experience for them. They had the opportunity to go sledding, uh, and that uh, they I think all of the children enjoyed that. They got to go ice skating, uh, snowball fights. Snowball fights are always, you know, one of those um, mixed emotion things. It starts out with a lot of fun and energy and usually very quickly turns into somebody getting hurt or crying. Um, But it was, I think, all, all in all, the children really enjoyed it. But there was some really cold days that we had there. Uh, I'm just thankful that it actually snowed. It's one thing if it's going to be cold, but it's like, if it's going to be cold, let's have some snow. Yeah, they they were troopers. They loved it. In fact, there was so much snow at one point, the children kind of teamed up and went out and did snow shoveling and made quite the pretty penny, I must say. Like Carol and... um her friend, they went to like two houses. They were gone like an hour or so and they made like 80 bucks each. It was it was wild. <laughs> they just, they had so much fun. Um, just homemade donuts and hot chocolate and snow and snowball fights. I mean, it, we really couldn't have asked for a better, uh, just fun experience for yeah, them. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was tremendous. I'm, I'm glad that they got to have that, that experience. Winter is one of my favorite times of the year as well. I just... I enjoy snow. And you don't sweat. <laughs> and I'm not sweating. He's not sweating. Anyone who knows me knows that, uh, yeah, the warm temperatures, I sweat. And so I, I think a big highlight for us in America was just connecting with the body. So we are um, a part of Followers of the Way, and there's quite a few um, churches sprinkled through the U.S. right now, but We were mainly in the Boston area, and wow, it was so encouraging for us to just sit and fellowship with people, just to share stories, to laugh together, to cry together, Um, seeing dear friends. I... It was incredible. And for our children to be around other large families and... Of course, you know, we had to be careful. You have to take precautions because of COVID. It was a very different experience than previous years, you know, when we've been able to visit because of um, the amount of people allowed in a space and also social distance and masks. And um, so, I mean, it was a different experience. And I know that a lot of people are feeling um, isolated. Yeah, just people, and I don't think that this is specific to Boston, but just all around the country due to this pandemic, a lot of people are lonely. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the pandemic and having to stay separate as to not spread COVID. But a lot of people are feeling isolated and and lonely. And so, um, yeah, it, I think it's it's good for us to just keep that in mind so we can be praying for people, um, sending notes of encouragement to people, um, 
getting on Zoom calls if possible with people. But of course, it's not the same as face-to-face. And, uh, but yeah, just, just connecting, I think, is so important for Charlton and I. We're very social people. We love just getting together, sitting around with a, you know, cup of coffee and just talking about life and, and, uh, getting together to pray. And, and I know that, um, yeah, those things, uh, are hard, have been hard in 2020. So yeah, we'll we'll see what uh, this year holds. As you know, I know that all of us are still in in very interesting times and circumstances, and and various uh, you know regulations depending on where you're at in the world, where you're at in the states, uh, upon you know policies and regulations regarding COVID nineteen. But it's I think it, it's caused us to to probably maybe recognize, uh, you know, that old saying, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. And uh, I think a lot of times we, we don't tend to appreciate even just uh, the simplicity of being able to assemble together in, in large gatherings or, um, or even just being able to go and visit various people. And I think all of us um, around the world are, are recognizing in the midst of the times that we're in, um, how much, that was a blessing and, and an opportunity. And so, uh, so when we, you know, for us, we, we just truly, it was uh, a, a tremendous blessing to be able to, to travel and to be able to connect with a lot of people. Um, but I think it's important for the church too to, to think about, you know, ways that we need to adapt in our time so that we can try to fill that void um, that people are filling relationally. And, um, and I think that, uh, you know, as a church, we are, are trying to do the best that we can to make sure that we're staying connected and accountable and uh, encouraging one another in, um, uh, ver- through various formats during this time. And, and Lord willing, you know, as, uh, as this year goes on, maybe things will begin to uh, open up a bit more. So keep an ear out for some upcoming episodes. We plan on discussing jewelry and modesty. I know in the past we've done some episodes on the head covering, and we'd like to also share our perspective and our journey on jewelry and modesty. Uh, We're also going to be doing an episode on baptism at some point, as well as uh, an episode with some of our national brothers who are um, doing wonderful things here for the kingdom and for the church. And they've also been students on the Historic Faith website. So it'd be good to kind of hear their perspective. Also, we want to do an episode on parenting and child training and sibling rivalry. Uh, By no means are we experts, but we're hoping that we can be able to share our experience and our perspective and that it will be an encouragement to, to you out there. Also, I want to encourage everybody to go and check out kingdomoutpost.org. That is a new website that has been put together to kind of try to pull together uh, various people in the kingdom world, the kingdom network with podcasts, articles, resources. Um, So please go and check out that website. There's a lot of great content on there, a lot of great uh, podcasts and contributors uh, to a lot of these conversations. So go and check them out, kingdomoutpost.org. Well, thank you guys again for listening. This has been so much fun, and we look forward to the upcoming episodes and continued feedback from our listeners. 
Well, if you would like to connect with us, please send us an email at byourlovepodcast at gmail.com. We are also on Instagram. Recently, we put up an updated family photo from the day that we went into um, immigration when the children became American citizens. So that is up there. Um, So you can find us on Instagram at podcast by our love. Thanks, guys.